Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses. Hello. We are back in your ear holes for another episode of the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the Millennial Podcast. If you are joining us for the first time, I am Wayne Ingram. I am Jem Yildiz. And welcome to the show. Um, it actually feels like a long time since we actually recorded an episode, doesn't it? I think because we're doing it in like Fortnite, so yeah, that's true, right? And and because we're separate for a long time, which is always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then recording day comes, and I just kind of wake up with a feeling of dread. And <laughs> the depression kicks in. <laughs> Got to see that little face. <laughs> <laughs> just want to slap it. <laughs> um, so uh, interesting episode uh, lined up for today. Uh, we're going to be questioning, really, whether millennials are as entrepreneurial as me and Jem, in particular, would like to think. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be uh, an interesting conversation. Um, and then we're also going to be talking about the long-term views of what millennials think they're going to be able to achieve in their lifetime, as well as breakfasts. <laughs> That's what we're going to be talking Breakfasts. I had the most amazing breakfast yesterday. I had uh, some Scotch pancakes. Yeah. With a little bit of Clark's maple syrup. Not a sponsor of the show. And just on top, which was kind of covered in the maple syrup as well. Just some strawberries. And it was so nice. So diet's going really well then. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, on track. well the, I've added strawberries to my breakfast, so I'm officially a health freak now. That's, that's what, how it works, isn't it? One in five, five a day. So. That's it. Well, no, I had three strawberries, so. <laughs> you covered all bases. That's it. No wonder it? you're beaming up health this morning. <laughs> anyway, so uh, before we get into all of that, let's dive into the quote of the week. So, quote of the week, I assume, yes. Okay, I will, I will do the... Honours. <clears throat> so, the quote of the week is... Uh, the illiterates of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. And that's by Alvin Toffler. Yeah, I think this is a good one. I think, obviously, we speak a lot about this in a lot of our talks. It's, nowadays, it's not about kind of learning one thing and that's it. That knowledge stays with you for life. It's actually changing very regularly what we should learn. It's like, in, in my type, kind of like expertise of digital marketing, Every week there's something that's changing, whether it's an algorithm change, whether it's a new platform, whether it's just different ways of like creating new content. So I think what this is saying is just that people in 21st century, in order to stay competitive and in order to have your job or keep a job actually, because jobs are actually going to keep changing. It's like everyone's saying, well, what's going to happen when the robots come? And <laughs> 
And the idea is that you're going to have to adapt and you're going to have to see what kind of new jobs come out of that. And I think that's that's basically what he's mm. saying here. You've just got to keep learning. Yeah, I think we're seeing it already, though, right? It, like, um, I know I experience it in in my uh, day job. Uh, you know, my my boss slash client, however you want to look at it, however you want to slice it. Um, you know, she's old school in her way of operating. She's very much paper-based practice when I first started. And I've dragged her kicking and screaming into the 21st century, which we are now 18 years into. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and there's a lot of things where, where she just, bless her, uh, she's brilliant at what she does, but she doesn't understand a lot of the stuff that I'm doing. Um, and it's that ability. To, I, I, I think really what's going to be the the key skill is being able to ask the question and answer the question, is there a better way? Yeah, I think the ability to self-educate, especially like nowadays, is like you can just jump onto YouTube and you can figure something out. And I think unless you kind of have that approach where you're just going to hide under a rock and hope that it all just blows over and (laughs) then you're just going to get left behind, that's the worst thing you can do. You have to just kind of use the platforms, use the actual ability, the things that are out there, the technology, to actually relearn stuff at a fast rate. And often it's done really easy at very low cost. And so I mm. think unless you want to be left behind, you've got to make sure that you are willing to relearn, unlearn mm-hmm. and keep learning. I think that one of the best things that you can do is just, again, anything that you're doing on a daily basis, just go, is there a way that I can, it's what I've done. Like people are like, how are you so good with computers? I'm like, I just spend a lot of time just playing. Um, one of the best things I always say, this is particularly more aimed at the older generation, but one of the best things I think you can learn is uh, control or command, depending on which uh, <laughs> which operating system you try you like to use. Uh, control or command Z, undo. Like I think a lot of older people are like, but what if I break it? It's like, well, just hit undo, <laughs> and it will you'll be fine. Um, and, and and it's just that playing about with stuff that's really going to be the the game changer. So if you've got something that you do on a regular basis, just ask that question, you know, is there a better way to do it? Look to the technology to find the answers and eventually you'll, it's weird, right? Because eventually you start thinking in a way that that it really builds your logic, logic side of IQ, I think. And the problem solving side, because you you suddenly, in a way you start thinking like a computer would think of like, well, the computer has to know this in order for this to happen. So yeah, just experiment and, Remember to hit undo if it goes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's dive into the story of the week. So, this comes from the Financial Times. Apparently, according to them, or not them actually, a report, independent report um millennials are not as entrepreneurial as as we think they are whoops (laughs) so this is the final episode of uh (laughs) powerful nonsense uh our careers are over over (laughs) um yeah so reports basically the the general gist of it is uh if i can just jump straight in is that whilst millennials want to be more entrepreneurial and think they are more entrepreneurial and actually have a little bit of more entrepreneurial thinking, essentially there's this uh, barrier, which is, but 
the day job safe, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And, and so millennials just aren't making that leap from, you know, employment through to uh, setting up a business. I actually think in many ways, and I was thinking about this as I was reading this article, I am kind of partly in this camp. I think well, that's what the article says. There is actually four percent of thirty-year-olds reported they were in full-time self-employment, and they say that's a proxy of entrepreneurship. It's kind of like that gateway in. I think a lot of people start as like a freelance, and then suddenly they realize actually I'm doing everything myself, and I basically own my own job. Let's turn this into a business, and then that's that next step. Yeah, and and because because I've definitely because I mean let's talk about our stories here because I think it's I think it's appropriate really. Um, you fell into self-employment almost, almost by accident. It was a opportunity came up. Yeah. It was a series of circumstances that just played into, uh, your, uh, it's funny. Uh, So, okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've got several thoughts going through my head at once. So, so basically what happened was you left your full-time job, uh, to go traveling and then, Freak accident happens, uh, girlfriend breaks her ankle about, what was it, a week into your travels? Yeah, about that. Uh, so you had to go home. <laughs> yeah, Well, it's not that you had to go home, but you really should. You, it was the best thing for you to Just do. Go home you... or lose your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are several years yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and so you went home and suddenly you had this spending money mm-hmm. for what was meant for your travels. Um, and then you thought, well, fuck it. What have I got to lose? I suppose that's yeah. at least that's what it seemed to me. No, it was that totally. And then it was kind of like, okay, well, I've got a few months of money in the bank where I don't actually need a job right now. Let's give this freelancing a go. And mm-hmm. then just re- reached out to lots of different people. And I think obviously, I think what actually holds a lot of people back is obviously not having that opportunity where there is that gap to go jump. I like speak to a lot of people right. who like, I'd love to do what you do, uh-huh. but it's like, I can't ever take my foot off the gas. Cause if I take my foot off my gas. Yeah. My life literally falls apart. Yeah. apart. It implodes. Yeah. So. And it's interesting. Like I'll get onto the point that I was about to jump into a moment ago. Conversely, I'm trying to make that transition, but it's about getting the client base and it's about, I've got too much to lose. Mm-hmm. to jump in like that whereas you'd already lost the job mm-hmm. so you weren't actually you're were actually in a i quit actually you were actually in a <laughs> be- yeah sorry that's not what i meant to say <laughs> sorry freudian slip um no so uh you you quit the job yeah. <laughs> and you actually found yourself in a better position than you were expecting to find yourself in because you hadn't spent all that money on traveling. Yeah. Uh, well, 100%, I would have came back from holiday. Like, if I'd traveled, I would have been like, come back, no money left in the bank, if not under, like, over, probably borrowed money or family uh-huh. or overdraft, which uh-huh. would have made me think, like, quickly get a job as quick as possible. Right. So it did give me that little opening. Right. And I was actually, it's funny because I'm trying to make that transition and I'm too comfortable in a way and I've got too much to lose. And I was actually on the way here this morning. I was listening to a podcast and it was Gary V. surprise, surprise. And uh, he was talking about how he, <clears throat> everything that he's done for the last eight years is preparing his life for when the economy crashes. And that got me thinking. And I suddenly just started fantasizing. I fant- was fantasizing about what would happen if I suddenly was made redundant. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a shit, what will I do? I was like, well, would I? And I'm th- this was like, if I lost my job overnight and um, 
I, uh, all my clients went, I literally had zero income. What would I do now? Mm-hmm. As opposed to what I would have done five years ago. And I was like, well, I'd move back to Birmingham. Yeah. I'd move back to my mom and dad's house. I'd move back to Birmingham. I would regroup. <laughs> yeah. I would sort out my life on a purely self-employed basis. I would have, I would avoid having a job. I'd, I'd take what money I had and basically be like, mom and dad, that's yours. Let me stay here for Let a me stay here till I get my shit together. I mean, I haven't spoken to my mum and dad about this, so <laughs> this might not ever happen. But I was like, I think I'd be better, it would be a better thing for me to do to take the money that I have and just use that to invest in my future than it would be to spend that money on rent and living in London and surviving in London mm-hmm. uh, to, to look for another job. Yeah. And I start, I actually started going, shit, well, actually... It's not bad, that It's idea. not that bad. Like, yeah. yeah, it would suck that I'd have to still travel down to drama school stuff and everything, and if I was still there when the economy crashes and all that sort of stuff, and, you know, I wouldn't have my friends close by. But I'd be like, well, this is a temporary solution. I could do this for 12, mm. 24 months, I'd build that self-employment basis and the client basis, and just put all of my time yeah. into that. Well, that's the thing. Like, when I had it, it was kind of like a real psychological zero pressure on me it's like well I've got I'm living with my mum I can kind of like get away with this earning really crap for the first few months which mm-hmm. I did yeah and then it's kind of like there's no pressure because it's only like I have to pay a little bit of rent to my mum and so actually that's why it's likely that actually if you did move back with your parents and you did say pursue your business that you had at your obviously your podcast business idea like that could be something that would launch because you've I think it would easy... because I get so bored so quick <laughs> I think I said this um a uh, few months ago on Twitter, I think it was a bank holiday weekend. That was it. It was a bank holiday weekend. And it was, it was Easter weekend. So it was four day weekend, two days in, I was bored. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to work. Mm-hmm. Back to this article though. I Sorry. think <laughs> back to this article, I think mainly the reason why um, they're saying this article about actually millennials are less entrepreneurial. I think obviously they're getting down to the nitty gritty of it. I think a lot of um, entrepreneurs would probably think they're entrepreneurial, but actually have they don't really do anything entrepreneurial themselves. <laughs> yeah. And I think what's happened here is a bit like the whole articles that come out about how entitled millennials are. It's mm-hmm. kind of they're also focusing on they have actually marketed really well millennials who are doing incredible things at such young ages. Obviously, we've seen the whole Mark Zuckerberg, but you've got lots of young yeah. entrepreneurs who end up getting the limelight. And so everybody's like, mm. oh, yeah, they're young. They do really businessy things. And then all the businesses and all the schools go, oh, yeah, well, if they're the best people in society that we're seeing, then let's make all the rest of the kids this way or the young people this yeah. way. And I think although it is nice, and I think it has probably allowed a lot of millennials who probably thought of never going into business who now have gone mm. into it, I think at the same time, it's kind of like the gap we've spoke about many times. It's just that chasm between actual... <clears throat> education which if you're a millennial you probably had education for like 18 20 plus year oh no plus years or something of your life which is kind of code due against entrepreneurship and then suddenly you're being marketed to like oh it's kind of like it's like yeah. it's like being marketed to like sitting your ass all the time and then night comes out and everyone says oh be sporty you're like well <laughs> which I do? well actually what the hell do i do i'd love to I've run. built my life around yeah. sitting yeah. on my ass all day exactly but then now you want me to go run it's like no it's just not going to happen yeah and it's, it's interesting as well right because um there's there's been such a like entrepreneurs are the i think are actually like the actors of the age <laughs> thrown in actor reference no in the no in the yeah. sense of like they're they're the actors they're the sport they're the, they're the celebrities is of probably a better is probably a better better yeah. no just i think of kids mm. to a degree yeah it's becoming that way because i mean you look at 
you look at the influence the influencers are entrepreneurs yeah so you, so you look at influencers youtubers they're entrepreneurs um and actually i think most of what what um the younger generation particularly the ones coming out of school right now um they are consuming more entrepreneurial content from people who are entrepreneurs yeah. Yeah, even if they don't look at it as like yeah. oh these are businessmen they're looking at people well you don't have to right. do what everyone else has to do you're outside right. of the matrix like right you're... whereas you know actors and athletes and whatnot they are entrepreneurs in the same sense yeah except the difference is is it's much more hidden Mm-hmm. it's 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 much more kind of the, the how it used to be is kind of only the only the very talented get to do this mm-hmm. whereas with the entrepreneurial thing it's the kind of like well anyone can do this mm-hmm. and and i think you see that with youtubers you see that with instagram like there are loads of people on my instagram that i'm like i remember when you had like 500 followers and now you're like being paid to fucking talk about this tea that supposedly <laughs> detoxes your entire body. Anyway. Have you bought some? Uh, no, I have not. I should, probably should. But I think as well... But I'm healthy now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had your maple syrup. But I think as well, obviously, the whole sports stars become less kind of like, do you admire them? Obviously, you admire sports stars when you're like seven years old up to like 12. And then after you're like, yeah, if you haven't made it by now in any sport, you're never going to make it. Whereas right. like entrepreneurship is glamorous and actually can be made at like any year, at any time of right. your life. Which I think brings us quite nicely onto the next <laughs> point, which actually really shocked me. Right. So not to say that millennials are entitled, right. But <laughs> just listen to this. This shocked me. So this comes from time.com. There was um, a study done. Uh, and there's <sighs> actually 1,500 people as well, so it's not like a small study. So 1,500 millennials. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to read what it says because I was just like, are you serious? <laughs> 53%. So how many is that? What? Seven, eight, call it 800, right? Yeah. Call it 800. Yeah. So 53, about 800 ish of the respondents said they believe that they become millionaires within their lifetime. (laughs) Uh, 7% of those predicting it would happen by the time they turn 30. 19% by the time they were 40 and 16 by the time they were aged 50. Can we talk about the 7%, please? <laughs> In fact, first of all, can we talk about the 53% and then can we talk about the 7%? Yeah, 53% is, a, is crazy. But then I just don't know because I think nowadays definitely a million seems, well, way more attainable than it probably felt to our parents. Sure, and sure. Who knows? Like maybe that's like I'm sure there's been articles as well about like well millennials are going to inherit like trillions, like ridiculous amount. So maybe they're like, well, I know my parents have managed <laughs> to buy two free properties. So once they pop their clogs, I'm pretty much a millionaire. This is, this so. is, all, this is I, in my head. I'm just picturing something that's going to become very medieval, where basically like the young people it's going to get so bad that the young people are just going to be trying to craftily like. Um, you know how like the old kings used to try and try to try take and, like, out their take, own parents just or, to like or the heir to the throne, the to the like, throne yeah. <laughs> their older brother just to like yeah. take Inherit the wealth the, yeah <laughs> I feel like we're going to get to that stage <laughs> if we're not careful be. it could be I think as well I think the the 17 the 7% sorry by 30 I think that's just young cockiness because I think I would have said the same thing and if I was young I'd be like yeah I'm going to be a millionaire by I guess there are but is that but is it. that young cockiness or is that 
what I think it is, which is actually people are being sold bullshit on the whole entrepreneurial thing. To think it's actually possible, yeah. Because that's, that's the thing. Is like, I'm sure if you said, okay, the seven centers said they're going to do it by 30, I'd be like, okay, what are you currently doing? <laughs> and they'd be like, well, I've got, I'm either a student or I've got a student loan and I'm in full-time employment. That's it. Um, and, yeah, you're paying back your student loans. So I'm like, well, on, on the maths of it, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, mate, <laughs> unless, unless something ridiculous comes. It's, 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 in a way, kind of going back to what I said a minute ago, it's the same thing as the famous actor, famous athlete, famous this, famous that scenario, whereby you're thrown these examples of people that have achieved at a young age and those are the ones that you cling to and suddenly you go, well, anything's possible. And yeah, it is, but don't forget that there's such a tiny, 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 tiny percentage of that demographic mm-hmm. that actually, like, it's it's highly unlikely. But for 53% to be saying that they'll become millionaires with 7% of them. So what's that? Of the 1,500, we're, it's about, call it 100, mm. 100-ish People yeah. think they're going to be millionaires. I just would have liked That's to see nuts. what the breakdown is of like what their current careers were, what their trajectories were, because then you'd kind of be like, be able to put two and two together and be like, yeah. well, it's unlikely to happen. Yeah. Um, and there was a little uh, stat from the previous article, which was sort of saying that actually the peak age for founders or those who are entrepreneurial is 45. And so it just kind of gives you an example there that actually a lot of the time you're not really going to have huge business sense early on in your career unless like you've worked in the business, you started to know the ins and outs so I think it's kind of unrealistic to say actually you're going to be a millionaire by that age unless something crazy happens I do definitely think that like young people have the um the ability to now learn a lot about business Mm. fast like Mm. like we've got great mentors online through like YouTube you can buy books super cheap now so I think they'll definitely be able to pick up the skills to create like high growth businesses but at the same time I just think like You've also got to be pretty realistic with yourself. Yeah, it's it's that balance, isn't it? Right, because you you don't want to you, you kind of want to you want to believe, mm-hmm. but you also don't want to. You also need to be realistic. I'd love actually to know how many of the seven percent have actually already set up a business, mm. because I I don't imagine it's many. I I might even go so far as to say any of yeah. them. I think the seven percent are probably the people that have the ambition to set up a business and have got this million pound idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually they haven't actually executed on it. And actually it's probably more likely that the the age group that reckon it will happen by the time they turn forty, the nineteen percent are probably mm-hmm. the ones that have set up a business. There's also a really good sort of like end quote I'm just gonna kind of package this up. The, um there's the person who writes the article, I think they mentioned that you um you can you can't have the expectation if you're no you can have that expectation that you're going to be a millionaire if you're willing to make the sacrifices mm. and I think that's one thing that a lot of people should kind of look at and say okay well if I think I'm going to be a millionaire measure your sacrifices you've made up to that this point in your life and I think you'll see actually you probably haven't sacrificed that much like that's like it. we said earlier whether it means moving back with your parents although that's not terrible that's a sacrifice you're sacrificing having your own space and so therefore for something that you see every day. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. wrong. The actual idea yeah. of living with yeah. my parents certainly does not. Yeah, well, I, I was <laughs> exactly. It's not glamorous, but you have to do it. And it's embarrassing when you tell people, oh, you live at home. Yeah, I live at home. And they're like, oh, I've got my own place. And you're like, oh, wow. And then also, just like, you have to sacrifice going out when I was saving for my deposit for my my flat I was just like actually I need to just not spend and my mates got pissed off that I didn't see them for so long mm-hmm. and I think that's what you've got to understand if you're not making any sacrifices it's very unlikely that you're going yeah. to get the rewards later on mm-hmm. yeah 
Uh, and also, just to just to close off the stats thing, because I think this is a very telling stat. Uh, this was clearly an American study, um, and the the stat to close this off is: bearing in mind, fifty three percent said they'd become millen- millionaires, <laughs> millionaires, millionaires, millionaires. Uh, uh, one in every twenty Americans is a mil. Can't say it now. Millionaire. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, what. Five uh, percent. That's every generation. So that's five percent of Americans is a millionaire. Yeah, fifty-three percent reckon they'll be millionaires. But we're entitled. We want our millions. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk millennials killing things, shall we? So. This week, millennials killed breakfast. Yeah. Killed breakfast. No breakfast. No Although breakfast. You're eating breakfast, so it kind of goes against the old... Well, I haven't actually had breakfast this morning. This is a thing. Are we just, <laughs> are, are we just pushing breakfast till, like, non-breakfast hours? I, th- I think so, maybe. I think so. Because I, depending what time I get back... If it's before 12, I will have breakfast. My, my, my belief and what I think is the reason behind this is actually that I think millennials are like doing their social after work and then in the morning they're sacrificing... Sacrificing... Bloody hell, we're not very good at talking today. <laughs> they're sacrificing um, not having to wake up so early to kind mm. of like, I'll grab my breakfast like late, way later on. So I think millennials aren't getting up, sitting at a table... Put, watching the news, eating their breakfast, they're like, I'd rather stay in bed within half an hour, get up, get showered, get out, get cracking, and then... Right. And I think you, that's probably what's the reason why. Yeah. Are we are we choosing the lion over the breakfast? Is 100%. Really the that's, that's what... <laughs> and I think so too, right? In fact, oh, oh, look at that. You've just brought up some stats and perfectly placed it <laughs> on the what time do you get up in the morning section of the stats. This is on businessinsider.com. Um, so for so millennials, we're looking, oh, it's not really broken down in the millennial structure, but here we go. So the vast majority of, oh, actually, this is not as telling as I thought it might be. Mm. Uh, the vast majority of 18 to 29 year olds get up before 6am mental and then <laughs> followed closely by six to seven. In fact, that's all the categories, right? Mm-hmm. Every sing- Oh, so that answers that question then. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not having lay-ins. So, so no, we're not choosing the lanes. We're just not having breakfast, apparently. Or they're very into intermittent fasting and they decided not to break their fast right. before. Yeah. I think as well, like, I think... I think that it slows me down when you have breakfast. I'd rather not eat breakfast. I don't think I'd... Actually, most I don't time, enjoy I don't breakfast, breakfast all that much. Yeah. I don't... I don't enjoy... Other than, other than when I'm having my maple syrup pan- pancakes and strawberries. <laughs> that I really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I think it just could be down to a health thing. People are like, actually... I'll have the calories later or I'll fast till lunch and I feel better and have more. So are you now saying, are you now implying that my pancakes, maple syrup and strawberries is not healthy? Uh, particularly not. Or healthy. is it based on what time I have them? Well, if you had them probably later in the day, it's probably better because you give your body a bit of charge to, you're waking up and then boom, that sugar spike. Ooh, yeah. Conquer crack, the world. And then you probably get on that train and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> that is so my life. Like literally walking, walking like with a spring in your step to the station, sit on that train, completely out cold asleep. 
<laughs> Nearly missed my stop. Yeah. Yeah. Wake, get wake, into the office. Wake up sweating. <laughs> <laughs> You're like pre-diabetic till you get off that train. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much my life. <laughs> as soon as I hear it on that tube, at any time of day, I'm just like. <laughs> so yeah, so so millennials just don't want their breakfast, and also they don't watch news. That's what they're saying. Like, oh, now that that I'm totally on board with. Well, they're not waking up eating their whatever. Serial and then switching on the news. Most of the time, people are like, "Oh, have you heard about?" And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I "No." <laughs> someone did that the other day. I was just walking past and they're like, "Oh my god, did you hear about the thing?" And I was like, "Should I be hearing about <laughs> has something going on? Where is it? <laughs> Will it affect me?" <laughs> well, I was my my theory now with the news is I don't want to watch the news because it's all we're all going to die, we're all going to die, we're all going to die. Look at all these people dying, and if, and soon this will be you. Um, and and I just think, well, look. If I'm really going to die, I'll find out about anything I need to know. <laughs> Someone will tell me. Somebody will tell me. Either it will come to me through Twitter, it will come to me through Facebook or whatever. Or somebody will go, did you hear about me? you just get a message on Facebook, you were going to die. <laughs> it, death. death. It is time. <laughs> Why are you eating your pancakes? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it like, will be like a chatbot. Yeah. I don't want to die. Click here to schedule your appointment. <laughs> That's got to be a short film. That's another one we could write. Put that in, the All these, put that in there. Yeah. Short film hat. <laughs> I don't know why it's a hat. Anyway. Um, yeah. So. Do you eat breakfast? What do you eat for breakfast is the question. Mm. Do you like the idea of my, do you know what my, do you know what my uh, pancakes, strawberries and my maple syrup was missing? <laughs> do you know, as I was eating it, I was like, this could just do with a little bit of, a little bit of something. Just a little bit of something. You know, oh, my mouth's watering. Just you literally can't even speak. Just a little bit, a tiny, like, little bit of sprinkling. Of Those like, little sprinkles. Of, like, the icing sugar type thing. Those little colourful sprinkles. Not, not hundreds and thousands. Oh. No. That's gross. What, like a little powder, like, a little, a little powder. When you little tap the pack. That's and it. Just it. like a little bit of, like... Yeah, just a little bit. slight coating. Just a slight coating. <laughs> a little dusting. A little, little dusting. You know, just enough to build a snowman out of. <laughs> <laughs> and then just plunk your face into it like you're Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. So, do you have breakfast? What do you have? Do you also have strawberries, maple syrup and pancakes? Are you craving the frosty topping? <laughs> <laughs> please do let us know uh, and and also please clarify is it healthy I don't know <laughs> the strawberries I thought that's how it worked I just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah hit us up on the old twitter at pn underscore podcast um, and let us know whether or not you are a millennial thinking of setting up a business or whether or not you have set up a business be interesting to oh and also we should put up a, a twitter poll do you think you'll be a millionaire yeah that's what I was thinking I believe that's you Actually, I'm on Twitter, and I'll do it. Excellent. Um, yeah, so we'll put up that Twitter poll. So keep an eye out on that, because we'd love to know what you think. Um, right, that is it for this episode of Powerful Nonsense. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please give us a nice little review on the old iTunes. Uh, five stars or more would be greatly appreciated. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. See you later. Thank you.
Thank you.